Hello everyone, and welcome to Visalia Unified's Equity and Student Services Department. On this podcast, we will be talking with educators, support providers, and administrators on how they incorporate equity and SEL into today's educational system. Hey, Nate, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, very good. We are, well, first off, thanks for taking the time out of your data to talk with us today about some SEL, basically some routines and some relationship building and stuff like that. But um, so for everybody listening out there, we're with Nate Rice. Um, he's a teacher, high school teacher out at VTech High School. So, Nate, if you would just kind of introduce yourself. I did a little bit there. Tell us where you're from, uh, exactly what do you teach, and then uh, how long have you been in education? All right. Like uh, Scott said, my name is Nathan Rice. I uh, born and raised in Visalia. Moved to Tulare when I got married. Um, I currently teach at VTech in Visalia. Um, I teach PE, health, and college and careers. Um, this is my 18th year in education. So, and uh, it's pushing the limits this year. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been through. Well, one of the reasons I, I selected you to uh, come on the podcast was. You know, when we talk about social emotional learning, we talk about relationships and routines and, and resilience. It's called our three R's. And, and I taught with you for a while, and, and I know that you had that without even knowing that. So if you can kind of touch a little bit on and how do you do those things? How do you build those relationships and routines and resilience with, with your students? Well, prior to the pandemic, I mean, the answers were easy for me. It's all about just uh, building relationships with the kids, showing them that you are there for them and that you have a listening ear and that you actually care about them. You show them that those things that you offer and they will pretty much bend over backwards for you. And they're real willing to go the extra mile and, and get involved with everything that you are wanting them to do. So um, building that, that initial relationship is, is the key in the past. Um, what I've struggled with it a little bit more this year is not being able to be in person. And so um, over Zoom, it's a little more difficult because I know it's uh, a little intimidating for some students to um, be on camera with their classmates and to um, try and build that relationship with, with each other as well as their teacher because it's all new to them. They haven't really met um, anybody of their classmates, so it's difficult for them to um, form some kind of bond with them, form a relationship like they have in the past, where um, when they're in person, it's a lot easier because it's, it's just part of I mean, their, their routine that they've done for every year in school. You go and you meet friends and, and you hang out with friends, but they're not given the opportunity right now. So um, it's been challenging. It's been difficult, but um, I just keep persisting and doing it over and over. Just um, make sure they feel comfortable, make sure they feel confident, make sure that um, you still have that listening ear and um, just give them the time that they need. Check it, check in on them all the time. So it sounds like you, even though you don't see them in person, you're still, you're still asking those, those vital questions to them and, and just trying to get a feel for where they're at and what they're going on. Does that sound about right? Yeah, you, you have to, because this is, this is all new for them. I mean, it's, it's new for us and we're having to learn new ways, but um, this is their first year in high school. This is something new, totally out of their element. Um, so just, building the confidence in themselves to go above and beyond what they're used to doing in the past. Um, I think that's a key component is just let them uh, believe in themselves. So when then, uh, when you have students that, that have that, they believe in themselves and they're, they're connecting, they've got that, 
do you see that there's a, a difference um, on your campus with that impact of students feeling like they belong? Oh, that's a huge part of it. Um, the sense of belonging is in every aspect. I mean, a team aspect, a classroom setting, school-wide campus setting. If you don't feel like you belong, it's going to be hard for you to reach out to other individuals, to other teachers, to try and make that connection or bond over anything. Um, it all starts with uh, feeling welcome and like that you're you wanted that you are wanted at the site that you're that you're at. Um, just um, the teenage years are, are tough and we got to do whatever we can to make sure that we are trying every way to um, make it work for them because to each their own, they're all so different. Right. Right. Yeah. Trying to find that, that groove that fits or that conversation that's going to apply to them. Um, so I'm going to compare a little bit here from pre pandemic to pandemic. Do you think, um, do you think things will, when things come around and you know vaccinations happen or however that happens and we get back into school and students are present do you think the the old routines will still be the same or do you think it's going to be changed now are you talking as far as students or as far as uh teachers uh little two students first okay um i personally hope and think that um it's it would be the same but i know um this is making everybody lazier you know what i mean i I hate to say that word lazier but it's um it's more difficult for them to be motivated to to get up in the mornings to go to school um because they know they can do school from their room or from their bed or from a dark room with no camera on so um that's developed some some poor habits i believe um of course you have your your students that um are going to fight through that and go above and beyond and, and do what's asked to do of them but um I don't know. That's going to really boil down to, I think it's going to be on the teachers to um, get the kids back into their routines. And it's all going to be on our shoulders to make sure that they feel welcome and they understand what is expected of them. Um, Expectations are going to be huge if we're ever allowed to go back on campus um, because we're going to have to, I wouldn't say fight them on it, but we're going to have to really push and instill in them that, Hey, we got to get back into the routines that have um, been successful in the past and um, work on work from there. Almost like starting over. It sounds like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regrounding. So with that being said, um, so you got 18 years in the, in education. Um, you're strong with routines and, and, and relationships and, and all that resilience piece. Um, and I've seen you teach, you, you do all the things that are, that have social emotional learning just, in it you just naturally do that so and this is kind of a hard question in that you've got brand new educators coming into the field what advice and examples would you give somebody who's brand new year one year two maybe even intern program coming in what advice would you give them with regards to like building those good strong foundations yeah i mean the key word right there is is building relationships you have to be out you have to be there for the kids they have to know that you are there for them, that you are going to go the extra mile for them, that you actually care. Um, students can tell when, when you care about them or when you don't, if you have a listening ear or if you're just listening. Um, they pick up on those types of things. So it's really important that um, when they ask you something, you give them a, an honest answer, not just something that they're going to hear and that you want them to hear. You have to tell them something and you have to, to support what you do. I mean, you have to follow through with what you tell them. And then um, 
Because if you don't follow your routines, if you put your expectations in place and don't follow your expectations, um, how do you expect them to do the same thing for you? So you have to be stern in the beginning with your expectations. And once they see that you're firm on those, they'll, they'll start adhering to them and, and following your routines and your expectations. But if you're all over the place, one way this day, that day, the next way, um, it's difficult because they're not going to have any normalcy and they're not going to know what to expect that go, they going into it. So routines and um, expectations, those are, those are huge components for, for me when I first started. And, and I mean, the longer I've taught, of course, it's the easier it is for me to, uh, to do these things, but this year's challenging. I'll give you that this year. Um, it, it's been a little bit difficult. Um, I found myself almost as a new teacher at the beginning of this year, having to start over myself from, from learning how to teach. I've never really had to make a PE lesson plan in my life. And man, PE is the most difficult class to teach right now I've ever <laughs> had to teach. So I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, you know, raises a question as I dig in this a little bit deeper. So what are some routines that you've had to come up with, you know, teaching, uh, you know, online like this? What's some things you've, you've come up with? Well, um, a lot of it is, um, I'm probably going to hover over PE is usually in PE, you are out and in outdoors. Um, they have the room to be a little more free. They have um, place to exercise. They have a place to stretch. Everybody's doing the same thing at the exact same time. So everyone's can look at each other and see everybody's doing the same thing. But with, with zoom, it's more difficult because uh, cameras are, are off. So do you really know if they're doing the exercises? Um, a lot of them are intimidated to do their stretching and their exercises on camera in front of others. So that's something that's difficult to been to work around. Um, and we can't fill our whole periods with doing that thing. So we've had to go to a lot of, we ordered some new uh, PE curriculum and now we're doing some like um, Q and A's out of that and just trying to mix different things up. It's uh, a lot of planning going on in that aspect of it. So that's been new for you. Yes. Well, I, you know, it makes perfect sense. I, I didn't really think about that till you said, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a group setting, if you're not quite sure how to do the maneuver, the exercise, you can always look over and see, you know, 10 other students doing it and you just follow it. But you're right. If you're on camera and the camera's off, there's no modeling going on. I mean, it's, it's difficult for them to, to see their classmates. I, I never really thought about that, that till you just mentioned that. Well, are they even doing it is the problem with yeah. their camera off. So a lot of it is um, expectations and accountability for themselves. Um, how many kids are wanting to do that? So what are some things you've uh, you've tried to do this year to to see if that's happening or at least to try to encourage them? What are some things you've, you've changed over the over the course of about six months or so? Well, I have them fill out an activity log um, <laughs> for every time that we meet for P.E. So um, I have a, a, a link on there to either some uh, workout that we do or a video YouTube of a workout. Um, and then I just have them record their pre workout heart rate. And their post-workout heart rate. So they have to record that and the duration of how long the workout took. So, I mean, it's up to them to decide whether they're going to be honest with their, their heart rate. I can't sit there and check it for each individual kid. Um, we right. went over it numerous times for them to how to check it. Um, so um, just tracking it on their own is a lot of it. But I, I know that that's 
kind of a stretch, but it holds some expectations for them, some accountability for them to um, know that they have to put a pen to paper and actually put some some numbers down. Right, right. So, you know, I, I remember coming in your class a couple of times and I can't remember what it was for, but I remember going in there and you always would start the day with kind of like a thought type question. Um, and I can't remember what you called it, but it was one of those things just to kind of like an icebreaker type deal. Um, you know, in SEL, we name it as a welcoming routine. Have, have you found ways to do that through distance learning and still continue that type of thing as you start your class? Um, last semester when I was teaching college and career, I would do that. I would put it on the discussion board and it was a question out of the blue or it was a question that had something to do with a previous lesson. And um, I'd go through them and I would either respond in their discussions on that or if I saw some some good talking points on that, we would just address it in class and talk to it that way. Um, but most of the time the kids were just responding in through the discussion. I seemed to get better participation having them just type it in the discussion rather than trying to have them talk on on screen. Did you ever find that that was a good way to build those relationships? Because maybe that conversation would take a, a left turn and get into something that you would you can you can expand on a little bit. Oh, big time because you get to learn from them. I mean, if you ask a question every day, you're le learning something new about each kid every single day um, where you might not have the opportunity at the time in class to actually uh, not single them out, but to have a one on one conversation with them about anything. So this way. Well, you're taking role where you're getting your things set up. They have time to answer those questions. And then, you know, it can be one little sentence, but still you're learning, putting two, to two, two and two together about that student and learning every day about right. something about them. So I think that's a great way to, to start it off, especially freshman year when you don't have time to, to really get a chance to know these students. Yeah, it sounds like that's a good way to also build that relationship and show them that you care because you can get into some conversations with them and, and, you know, find Like you say, find out more about them. They can find out more about you. Just it's a good way to do that. Well, what works really good with that is if um, like a couple of weeks later, a month later, if you bring something up and, and direct it towards them and show that, wow, he read it and he remembers that I like this or this was meaningful to me or something like that. If they can make that connection that that you actually put the time in to think about them. You can, I mean, that makes a big, big deal with, with, with students because it's showing once again, that, that you care about them and you have interest in them. Yeah. It's just not lip service. You're actually showing them like, Hey, you remember, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know that, yeah. I know what you mean. That's sometimes that it's the smallest thing like that, that can trigger such a good response and, and bring them into, into some good positive thinking. So we've been talking about kids here for the last 15 minutes and I'm, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. And we're going to talk about like adult self-care. Uh, you know, during this pandemic, you know, people can get in all sorts of different mindsets. What, what are you doing for yourself with regards to like self-care? How, how do you take care of yourself during this, this time? I'm just trying to, I'm trying to stay active. And, uh, you know, I, I catch myself at school between classes because we have some breaks in here and there. I, I go on a walk around the field or I'll go on a walk around the block while I'm at home. I can't just sit, sit in the chair every day and just stare in front of the computer. So I try and get up and stay busy. Um, I try and hit the golf courses as, as often as I can um, just to get out in some open air because um, being a PE teacher, you used to being outdoors all the time yeah. and not being able to do that. It's, it's, it's been a little bit different, but um, also my son plays on a travel baseball team and I coach that. So um we're able to, to do some practicing and, and get out on the field and meet with some other players and coaches. So um, just trying, trying to stay busy and not let this bring, bring everybody down. 
I think that's a good point. Hey, you know, busy can mean so many different things to different people, but getting outside, getting that fresh air, taking that walk, you know, especially like you said, like during the day, just get out, take that little walk. Uh, probably does more good than people want to admit. Oh yeah. Gives um, you a chance to clear the mind and get some fresh air for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, so to wrap this up, we're going to do a little final final thoughts here regarding you. Uh, what what book or article are you currently reading? Actually, I'm reading The Mentor Leader by Tony Dungy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've I haven't read it, but I know that I know that I book. I just started it. Just uh, started it. Good one. Okay. And then uh, what's your favorite quote? Well, since I'm a baseball guy, I'm going to have to go with uh, one from Derek Jeter. It says, there may be people that have more talent than you, but there's no excuse for anyone to work harder than you. And that can apply on so many different levels. Exactly. Not just sports. <laughs> it can apply everywhere. Everyday life. Anywhere. That's right. And then the last one here is, I know we're in this uh, distance learning, and, and a lot of people say Zoom and, and whatnot, but is there a specific – uh, technology app or tool that you use that, that helps you or makes your job easier? Tell you what, I think we, we started using Schoology this year, and I, I've always been a Google Classroom guy, and, and I was pretty familiar with that. But the Schoology that we adopted this year, I think that's fantastic. There's so many more things that you can input into it. I think it's more student-friendly. Um, it's more grade-wise friendly for us. We can just grade on that and don't have to transfer over to PowerSchool. It automatically syncs up to that. So, um that's been a big tool for me is, is Schoology because you can you can put uh, add puzzles on there. You can do YouTube. You can add pretty much anything on there. So I found that very helpful this year. All right. Well, Nate, we want to thank you again for taking the time and sharing with us uh, a lot of your expertise and good insight and examples. Um, hope the rest of your year goes smoothly for you. I appreciate it. Maybe one of these days we can meet up on the links, huh? Just let me know. I'll be there. All right. Sounds good, buddy. All right. We'll Bye-bye. see you, Nate. All right, bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. We'd like to thank our guests for their time and input. If you would like more information about equity and SEL, please visit our website at sites.google.com backslash busd.us backslash equity and student services department backslash home. Equity and student services department is all one word. And thank you again for joining us. May the rest of your week have many wins. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and take care of each other.